seeking professional help. Wow, I showed up right in time. <laughs> uh, Carl, Carl, uh, alcoholic addict, among other things. My sobriety is August 22nd, 2014. My name's Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic, and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is Sober Pod. Sober Pod is the podcast about recovery that doesn't sound like a podcast about recovery. We are not experts or professionals, just a varying number of deeply flawed individuals with good intentions. If you would like to hear about the 12 steps, check out season two of 2019 for the years long coverage of 50 plus shows. And it goes without saying, we do not speak for any recovery groups or organizations. And as always, we encourage you to listen in moderation. Listen, yo, listen up, <laughs> yo, uh, uh, listen to that music. Oh, sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> what are we doing, Chelsea? We're doing, we're doing living sober, right? Um, living sober. We, <laughs> <laughs> you can get twice as high <laughs> living sober. Um, we are doing, um, I'm probably just screaming to the microphone. People's ears are busted. But uh, uh, we are reading the book Living Sober. Oh, we are actually not reading it. We are we are listening to it on AA.org where they have it freely available. So if you guys want to skip ahead, by all means, go go do that stuff. But um, uh, we are listening to the book Living Sober, and then we are commenting on it. And this, this week is Chapter 23, Seeking Professional Help, as you heard Chelsea say. And this one's like six or so minutes, six whatever minutes. Um, but before we do that, we are going to, uh, we have our first uh, listener mail that we have, I mean, we have not had somebody actually call in in a while, right? Ooh, I'm excited yeah, for this. So, so um, oh, I don't know if I just select the audio or not. Uh, let me know. Uh, hold on a second. Let me know if you can hear this. Can you can you hear that when it just picked up? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's it's gonna play. Okay, good. Uh, so I I don't I listened to it before very quickly. I it it sounded it sounded like maybe this person had listened to a previous episode. So you know I don't know what they're necessarily going after. It could be like the uh, the marijuana uh, the California thing <laughs> that topic that we had talked California about. It sounds sober. like that's where it came from. California sober so I think that it was just somebody who was uh who was definitely um so again I want to tell everybody yeah you can go on the website you look for the um leave a voice message on there it's like third section down on the home page you can do that uh you can also if you're using uh Spotify I believe you could just it does it right in the in the app there so you can leave us a voicemail but um so it only gives you a minute so I just want to let you know that it gives you a minute worth of voicemail so we're gonna play this and then we're chelsea since i've already heard it before i'd like to get your initial take on it like just fresh right off the off the bat because i i already could tell like i got some i got a resentment building for todd okay so (laughs) so i just want you to hear this out all right here's 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 todd uh after listening to one of our episodes here it is hey there thanks so much i've known about your website for quite some time and I appreciate the effort and the 
ability and energy and your commitment to support people to stay clean and sober. I have been sober over 42 years. It's the single most important thing in my life. And what I have learned is that recovery looks different for everybody. I had a client who was not a fan of close-up programs, so he goes to church and he lifts weights, and that's his program. I know another woman who meditates and takes anti-craving medications. I know another guy who runs and he sees therapist. All of those ways are as equally important as someone who attends meetings on a regular basis, and they have found accountability, which is, I think is really important. And again, recovery. So sorry, he cuts out after a minute. We are not cutting him out. You know, I wish honestly, like I could sit there and hear people, you know, share, right? Like that would be great. Mm-hmm. I would love to, to hear that. But what it sounds to me like is it, uh, is it, he thinks that, I don't know, we said at some point, like you need to be 12 stepping or something. Um, I don't think that's the way it went down necessarily. <laughs> it may have come across that way. But I certainly know people that, you know, sober didn't go into program. You know, I mean, I get it. They're, you know, it's what we call teetotalers, right? You know, people who mm-hmm. just decided that one day they would stop drinking. You know, done deal, right? Great. Good for them. They, you know, there's, you know, a lot of people who stopped smoking the same way, et cetera. They all didn't go and do a, some sort of program. Um, yeah, I, dude, what all improves your life, good for you. I'm just, I think where it was coming from is like, uh, that, I think it was the California Sober episode. What do you think, Chelsea? Sorry, I was going to ask you to go cold cocking on this one, but <laughs> I just stepped in. Well, I'm, I guess I'm taking it a a more neutral response to it. Like, I didn't have any sort of reaction. I feel like he was just, you know, voicing what he's witnessed. And um, whether or not there was criticism towards us, I don't. I'm not reading into it that much, but um, uh, I'm. Yes. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, I do. You know, I, I say all the time that recovery is different for for everyone. You know, there is no one size fits all. And um, I am. It's not my place to judge how someone recovers. All I can do right. is what's right for me. And. You know, I can guide people along in saying, you know, this is what has worked for me and I wouldn't do this, but yeah, I'm yeah. not you. So, um, you know, I, I get what he's that's saying. That's where I sure. thought, yeah, that's where I thought we were all coming from. Like, that's what I was kind of after. And again, every, so even in 12-step recovery room, it's still different for everybody, even inside the room. So mm-hmm. even though you say, yeah, you know, you're, you're 12 step, everybody's still doing it very differently. So what works for somebody in the rooms even will not work for somebody else inside the room. So it is still very different for everybody in that fact, you know, and I, again, I, um, you know, what I hear criticizing, right. What, what I do hear, sorry, Todd, is, you know, if you got to come on a show in, um, and, and do a call in and just and state that you got, you know, 40 years or whatever off the bat. I'm sorry. Like that doesn't give you any more weight. We all know that. Right. Like, you know, what I mean? it's like, so I just kind of go, why offer it? Why? That's where I got like critical. I'm like, why do you got to step on the damn phone call and be like, yeah, I got 40 years and I've seen a lot of things, you know, I just didn't, I, to me, it just sounded like, you know, what they talk about in AA, it's like the bleeding deacon or the elder statesman. It's like, you know, you dude, just 
just come quick and just say, hey, you know, recovery is different for everybody, right? You don't need to throw your 40-year experience on there. You know, just let it be. That's, well, I that's think, where, you know, yeah. I think, you know, it, it has some meaning. Um, you know, it's just kind of, you know, what's what's the point of um, stating how much time you have? We all have today, 24 hours. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, again, I'm not really reading into it that much. I... I um, appreciate that someone called in and you know, yeah. had, had something and then to now say. And I'm going to get all defensive against it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's, okay. that's cool. It, no, it is super cool. I mean, because the fact is this. It's like, you know, uh, I mean, you should be allowed to. And we're, we're going to play it regardless. Like, I don't care if you call on your mid-fart noises. Like, I'm going to play it regardless. <laughs> like, I because I honestly, just the interaction alone, we haven't had any interaction from a lot of people. And But even though I know from, like, the stats, you know, a lot of people are listening. And it mm-hmm. just seems to me like, I think, you know, I don't know. Maybe for me, like I love the interaction. I just love having it. So um, yeah. that's why I say I wish he would have. I wish they wouldn't cut him off at a minute, because I would love to hear more about what his point was. And again, I can imagine it was more of the same, right? Which is, you know, recovery is different for everybody. And I totally agree. So I think that that's mm-hmm. the whole point. Is that uh, I agree with Todd. You know, I violently agree with Todd. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so if Todd was in the room right now, I'd be shaking him senseless, saying I totally agree. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I can't help but to get defensive. I don't know what it is, man. It's just, maybe it's just that. I'm like, that, Carl, whoa. I, I got 40 years, you know, it's that thing, you know, it's, you can just go, all right, dude, like you throwing down your 40 years, like, well, you know, you know what I mean? It's just something about it for me. It's just like, ah, just, just made me jump back. That's all. And, and you know, but I think his, I I think also it's important to remember though that we are I don't want to say we're biased but like what has worked for us is a twelve yeah. step program yeah. you know and we're upfront about that we're not trying to like tell people you have to do AA it's just that's the experience we have you but know? not only that is that it's um I I think uh, yeah there's a one of my favorite speakers you know he says it's uh you know it's it's the last thing I tried and the first thing that worked. And that's mm-hmm. my experience in this regard. Don't think that I didn't try these other things. Don't think that I don't have like 12 other self-help books sitting on my shelf. Don't think, <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't think, you know, um, there's this, you know, this uh, this uh, old give it the college, you know, sick my will on it kind of stuff that I did for a very long time. And, and I didn't. I didn't make any progress until I actually joined a group of people who are, you know, committed in the same way to heading in the same direction. And that I, you know, um, at that point I felt, uh, um, relieved, right. That I'd never been before. So, but yeah, but do I say like, Hey, you know, this is where the, this is where the, the, this, this is where, this is really good for our topic too, because this is not where the, um, the marker stops. We don't just stop you know, I don't just like crack open the big book, read 100 page 64, and then I'm off to the fucking races. Like there's other shit that has to be dealt with. There is other problems. There are larger concerns sometimes other, you know, beyond just stopping alcohol and drugs. So, you know, because there's other factors that deal with the issue. Um, and so that really does lead us into uh, getting professional help. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so it could be running and a therapist. It could be so blah blah blah. So let let's uh, let's listen to what uh, the actual you know uh, uh, a, uh, 
AA has to say on the matter of professional help, right? Mm-hmm. And they actually do reference a page in this article about, you know, in the big book where it says, uh, you know, to get professional help as well. So, um, so I'm, I'm not going to talk myself through here. I'm not going to share a screen, etc. <laughs> sharing a tab. I'm not going to do that right now. Okay, so here it is. Uh, seeking professional help. Maybe. 23. Seeking professional help. Probably every recovered alcoholic has needed and sought professional help of the sort AA does not provide. For instance, the first two AA members, its co-founders, needed and got help from physicians, hospitals, and clergymen. Once we have started staying sober, a lot of our problems seem to disappear, but certain matters remain or arise, which do require expert professional attention, such as that of an obstetrician, a podiatrist, a lawyer, a pulmonologist, a dentist, a dermatologist, or a psychological counselor of some kind. Since AA does not furnish such services, we rely on the professional community for job getting or vocational guidance, advice on domestic relations, counseling on psychiatric problems, and many other needs. AA does not give financial assistance, food, clothing, or shelter to problem drinkers. But there are good professional agencies and facilities particularly happy to help out an alcoholic who is sincerely trying to stay sober. One's need for a helping hand is no sign of weakness and no cause for shame. Pride that prevents one's taking an encouraging boost from a professional helper is phony. It is nothing but vanity and an obstacle to recovery. The more mature one becomes, the more willing one is to use the best possible advice and help. Examining case histories of recovered alcoholics, we can see clearly that all of us have profited, at one time or another, from the specialized services of psychiatrists and other physicians, nurses, counselors, social workers, lawyers, clergymen, or other professional people. The basic AA textbook, Alcoholics Anonymous, specifically recommends, on page 74, seeking out such help. Fortunately, we have found no conflict between AA ideas and the good advice of a professional with expert understanding of alcoholism. We do not deny that alcoholics have had many unfortunate experiences with some professional men and women, but non-alcoholics, since there are more of them, have had even more such experiences. The absolutely perfect doctor pastor, or lawyer who never makes a mistake has not come along yet. And as long as there are sick people in the world, it is likely that the time will never come when no errors are ever committed in dealing with illness. In fairness, we have to confess that problem drinkers are not exactly the easiest people to help. We sometimes lie. We disobey instructions. And when we get well, We blame the doctor for not undoing sooner the damage we spent weeks, months, or years wreaking on ourselves. Not all of us paid our bills promptly, and time after time, we did our best to sabotage good care and advice, to put the professional person in the wrong. It was a cheap 
false win, since in the end, it was we who suffered the consequences. Some of us are now aware that our behavior prevented our getting the good advice or care we really needed. One way of explaining our contrary conduct is to say that it was dictated by our illness. Alcohol is cunning and baffling. It can force anyone in its chains to behave in a self-destructive manner against his or her own better judgment and true desires. We did not plan willfully to foul up our own health. Our addiction to alcohol was simply protecting itself against any inroads by health agents. If we now find ourselves sober, but still trying to second-guess the really expert professionals, it can be taken as a warning signal. Is active alcoholism trying to sneak its way back into us? In some instances, the conflicting opinions and recommendations of other recovering alcoholics can make it hard for a newcomer seeking good professional help. Just as nearly every person has a favorite antidote for a hangover or remedy for the common cold, so nearly everyone we know has favorite and unfavorite doctors. Of course, it is wise to draw on the large bank of accumulated wisdom of alcoholics already well along in recovery. But what works for others isn't always necessarily what will work for you. Each of us has to accept final responsibility for his or her own action or inaction. It is up to each individual. After you have examined the various possibilities, consulted with friends, and considered the pros and cons, the decision to get and use professional help is ultimately your own. To take or not to take disulfiram, antabuse, to go into psychotherapy, to go back to school or change jobs, to have an operation, to go on a diet, to quit smoking, to take or disregard your lawyer's advice about your taxes. These are all your own decisions. We respect your right to make them and to change your mind when developments so warrant. Naturally, not all medical, psychological, or other scientific experts see exactly eye to eye with us on everything in this booklet. That's perfectly okay. How could they? They have not had the personal, firsthand experience we have had with alcoholism, and very few of them see as many problem drinkers for as long as we do. Nor have we had the professional education and discipline which prepared them for their duties. This is not to say that they are right and we are wrong, or vice versa. We and they have entirely different roles and responsibilities in helping problem drinkers. May you have the same good fortune in these regards that so many of us have had. Hundreds of thousands of us are deeply grateful to the countless professional men and women who helped us or tried to. I love it how it says uh, um, that we have different roles and responsibilities in helping problem drinkers. I really like the idea there because it, it you know, it, <laughs> it's like because you know, we don't all know the, every answer to everything. I think it's always a, um, it's a group effort. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> it, it takes a team. Ex party people, <laughs> so, for sure. And you'll yeah, you'll hear yeah. like if you if you ever go see a doctor for addiction, at least in my clinic, there's always a reference to, you know, seeking outside support like AA meetings or therapy. You know, it's never just um, I'm all you need and that's it. 
Mm -hmm. uh, anyone who really works with those who have addiction know that they they can't they can't solve the problem themselves you know they it requires multiple different um people and and things and programs and whatnot yeah and everybody's got a, a specialty and everybody's got a part to play so mm -hmm. um can i tell you my my first um adventure into uh uh any kind of professional help as it related to my uh, drinking um, is uh, I was six months in and I uh, I was six months sober. Keep in mind, I had uh, I had I was shitting blood for a long time. And I was really afraid to go to the doctor and, and be honest because I was never honest. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. I was never, ever honest. I was like, you're like, how much do you drink? I'm like, two drinks, two drinks, always two drinks. You know, mm -hmm. I, I never was truthful and then so um i i had a pretty cool doctor and i th so i was like i made an appointment and then oh, I, as i made an appointment i thought i was gonna be able to tell this cool doctor like uh all the shit right and then he he retired literally like two weeks before i got in oh, no. and, uh, so i thought like fuck now i gotta just so i just still gotta do it you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i go in there and it turns out i get this like uh this pa a physician's assistant it was kind of filling in, I guess, until the new doctor arrived. Uh, and then, mm -hmm. uh, um, so he came in and I was like, dude, like, I just, I leveled it all out. I'm like, dude, like, this, this is, I just, this, this is what I'm doing, right? I was like, this is, this is my past. And I go, and then this is, this is where I'm at today. And I just, you know, told everything. And dude, he was, he just, it was wonderful. He like didn't skip a beat. He basically said, like, how are you doing now? And I was like, good. I th yeah, I think I'm, you know, I think I'm doing this thing. And and then so did a full workup and everything else. And I was sweating bullets, basically, until my numbers came back. So, again, I but in my head too, I was I was for sure thinking like, liver numbers going to come back and I'm going to be fucked, <laughs> just mm -hmm. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. And I just you know I thought something, I, I thought I broke something, you know, and. uh and then everything came back clean, and I just was like, I couldn't tell you like how relieved that felt because after the fifteen years of real heavy drinking that I was doing, I just couldn't imagine that I and I and and who knows like where that leads me to today. But what I do know is that that gave me like some real big hope, and and then a real and even more like drive to not. Uh, pick up again because i was like oh yeah like i felt like oh i just dodged a like a a grenade <laughs> like i didn't dodge mm -hmm. just a bullet like i i felt like i did not you know dodged like a nuclear bomb you know so um so that was my first kind of step into getting um professional help in terms of my thing you by the way were like you're kind of like the first line of defense for a lot of people in that regard right like you worked for like people that like sometimes you're their very first view of a professional yeah. in mm -hmm. how does how does that feel on the other side of that like because you can explain to people what you did too i want to hear what i did yeah when what you when you, you when you're dealing with people coming into recovery like what was your role um well i've had a couple different jobs my current job i so it's an outpatient clinic doctor's visits you know just pretty standard things you go home afterward 
Um, For recovery so, specifically, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, so sometimes we'll get a call for someone who's, like, in a crisis, and if it's a crisis situation, then we've got to refer it out. But some of the time, you know, I listen to people, and I'm like, can you tell me what's going on? And And the thing is, like, I'm not shocked by, like, anything you're going to say because I've heard a lot of shit. Um, and, you know, I explain what we can do and we get them in. And, you know, a lot of people are more willing to go to a doctor's office than go to the hospital, you know, because it's a little more, um, it's not as like invasive or um, as extreme, I guess. Although sometimes we have to send people there. But, uh, you know, it is that first line and, and sometimes people are ready to just like tell you everything, like just word vomit because they've been holding on to it for so long and they've been so scared to talk about it. Um, but other times, you know, people are really skeptical and, and don't trust you. And so you kind of have to little by little break down their wall and just let, you know, try and get some information out of them. But I think the most um, important thing is just being able to pause, like no matter how busy I am, like if someone's calling and saying they need help, you know, that is my job. My job is to be there and to help them get the help. Um, but it's a challenge. It's certainly a challenge. And then in, in my one of my other jobs, I worked for a rehab and I would literally pick up drunk people from the airport and take them to detox, you know? That's so, so that was, you know, riding around the carousel. Yeah, had that happen. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, somebody was riding the luggage around the carousel, whipping it. Yeah. Wahoo! <laughs> <laughs> More like fell into the carousel, yeah. but yeah. I just imagine somebody riding some luggage. I just think that would be awesome. So, <laughs> so uh, have, you ever, um, have you ever sought uh, professional help? yourself like, yeah for uh, in, sure in process of recovery what did that look yeah. like so um well first you know I kind of did the same thing I just went to a doctor um a psychiatrist and said listen I am struggling so bad I can't sleep I'm irritable I'm anxious you know I I need something you know I need some clonopin uh, stat no, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was also open about like, listen, I am newly sober. I don't want anything like addictive. Like, you know, I, I just need like an antidepressant maybe like, mm -hmm. um, some hydroxyzine, which is like an antihistamine that helps with anxiety, things like that. And that really helped kind of take the edge off of things while I was starting to heal my brain from all the damage I had done. And some of it mm -hmm. is permanent, sadly. Um, like I have a terrible attention span, but a lot of it gets better. Like your mood, at least my mood got better, you know, with time. Um, so I, I saw a doctor and I did AA and I did that for a while. And then, you know, I, I had a therapist many years prior and I was like, I can't like, this isn't doing it for me. You know, I've, I've got to do something more to work on like the real issues, um, I'm dealing with because they're not going to go away. And so I went back to therapy and did that every week for like a year and mm. 
that that was like a lot to me, you know, because I didn't have the luxury of going to treatment. I didn't have an IOP. Um, and so that was the next best thing for me. So I could continue to work and stay sober. Um, but yeah, I definitely needed the medication, the therapist and AA. Um, and it also helped that I was working in recovery treatment already. You know, I kind of had that extra boost, if you will. What about you? you did you stealing from the office? Did... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I got paid to go to AA meetings. Yeah, I, mean, shit, yeah, I know. Cool that's what that? I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but did you, so did you, um, beyond like your doctor's visit, did you do anything more than AA or, or was that it for you? I, um, I mean, I've read countless books and listened to countless podcasts and I have, um, you know, actually, uh, uh, I think it was even during, so it was right before we started this podcast, uh, and, um, and I had made it to, uh, I was told the story the other day. I, I, I was, it was, I was two years sober and I was losing my mind. I was, I, I just felt crazier off drink and drugs than I did on it. And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and, and I, I made it to, uh, I listened to this podcast of this dude that was local in my area, which was just so weird that I found a podcast of some dude who was here locally. And, uh, and so I, I went to go see him and cause I, I developed enough trust to, to, uh, listen to this dude. Uh, and so, cause I wasn't, I, I always viewed it as quackery. I always viewed it as just bullshit, and I just didn't want anything to do with it. And more, more than anything, I was afraid of it. You know, I was afraid of like people figuring me out and telling me the truth. Fuck, you go figure, right? Like and, therapy um, is that what and, you're talking uh, about? Is he a yeah, therapist? Yeah, yeah. So I went to go see a, the, my first therapist, and then, um, and so like I said I was two years sober, and it was just one session, and. And I, I, I broke down, you know, I was crying. Uh, I was, cause I was having such a hard time with relationships and my family and my wife and work and just everything was just not cool right? you know, mm-hmm. as far as I was concerned. And, um, and, uh, and then it was like, after I'd done blabbering and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was, I was just vomiting like my entire history, my whole life, like for an hour. And, uh, um, it was almost like a fifth step, except worse. <laughs> so, and then, uh, um, and then, uh, and then at the end, what I really love is he he, tur- he turns, so he's writing me a prescription, right? And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, for like a fixer, and and I really didn't want a prescription to be honest, but I loved it. I was he's, he's writing a prescription and before he hands it to me. He goes, he goes, in uh, how many days sober are you again? Right? And I am like. <laughs> I am like two years, motherfucker. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, but I knew that my, none of my responses or actions in that moment were reflective of anybody that had two years sober. You know, I, I, I was literally, I think my, I think that's where I kind of had an, another bottom, you know, is yeah. I was like in there with the therapist and, um, so he did, he prescribed me a Fexer and, and, and I, uh, I went to take that and, uh, that was like on a, on a Thursday or something. And, um, and it was really, so like, uh, two days into taking it and I kind of felt disconnected. 
I felt disconnected from reality. Uh, this is my personal take now. I just want everybody to hear that. It's very personal. Um, that uh, so, And there was like a voice in my head basically that said, like, if you continue to take this, you'll have to, you'll be on it for the rest of your life or something like that. Was this this thought that I had about it. And it just didn't sit right with me. And also, like, on a Saturday, I was really disconnected. My family was sitting down for dinner. And everybody was, like, laughing and having a good time. And I was not a part of what was going on. Like, I, it was just like that there's, like, a like suddenly there was, like, a veil between me and, my, and everybody else. And it just did not feel right. And so, um, so Sunday, I make the decision that night. I, I took it again because I didn't know if I should continue to take it or not. I don't know, like, what the rule was. I just knew that I needed to, like, call my doctor and, and tell my doctor that I didn't feel right taking that. And I said if it was okay to quit because I had no clue about that stuff, you know. And he, I didn't know if they needed to come down from it or what. <laughs> I'd only been on it for, like, four days. But he's like, uh, he's like, no, you've only been taking it for four days. Just, just stop taking it. You're fine. Just, you know, whatever. And here's the thing. I have to say this outright. The reason why I was doing that is because I still wanted something to fix my brain, right? And I went to a professional and the professional said, you know, here's a prescription. And I was willing to take it because a professional prescribed it to me, right? And that's all that there was to it. Like, I was like, I don't know any better. He's a professional. I'm going to go and listen to the professional, right? Mm -hmm. And then I thought, well, at that point, I'm like, I don't really want to be on this stuff. This is not something I want to do. And so I said, this is what I really said to myself is like, I'm like, I'm going to stop taking this, but it's an option, right? It's definitely an option. But you know what? You know what I'm really going to try first? I'm really going to double down and I'm going to do, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to exercise better. I'm going to get more sleep. I'm going to do more work in in program, right? Like I'm going to get to some of the more issues that Carla's dealing with and I'm going to go back to a therapist right like the one that doesn't on the first visit prescribe me medication right Mm -hmm. get to know me first and then prescribe me and then you know and I was talking to somebody else about it and they were like "Um, did you ask the therapist how many of his patients are on medication and I was just like no but that would have been a really good question to ask right like to a therapist, like, how many of your patients do you prescribe, you know, medication? Because kind of dictates, like, what you're going to get from that person. So I actually went to go see a therapist after that uh, and, and after I joined ACA as well, right, started to do more work. And, um, and uh, I only saw him, like, six times or something. But the thing was is I was like, first of all, let's get this straight. I'm not taking medication right now. Until you get to know me, until like we just we decide together that that's something that we can do, and uh, and he absolutely was cool with it. He was like, yeah, like we'll we'll go along and blah blah. And I think by by the fifth time or whatever, he was like, the work that I was doing in ACA, the work that I'd done in ACA, the discussions that we were having, it was like he was like he was almost to that degree where like he was like he was gonna pawn me off on somebody else. He was like, no, nah, I think you could need to do like EDMR or whatever, right? Um, like additional uh, therapy for that stuff for the uh, PTSD stuff, and um, that was about as far as I've gone, honestly. With any, I mean, that's the entirety of my professional experience in terms of 
getting involved or seeking professional help, that kind of a thing. I haven't really pursued it. I think it's great that you went through a, a whole year of therapy, you know, and that kind of stuff. Like once a week for 52 weeks would definitely, you know, would definitely turn some screws, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I think you have way more to share on that than I ever would. So I'm more interested to hear about your experience. Well, I think the therapy was really beneficial. And fortunately for me, I knew this therapist, like she basically knew my whole life, my whole background, because I started seeing her when I was 14, I think. And when I got sober, I think I was like 24. And, um, you know, I'd see her here and there, but, you know, I, I told her I had gotten sober and I was really struggling and, um, you know, relationship issues, self-esteem issues, all of that stuff. We really just dug into it. And um, I think maybe some of the resistance to therapy is people don't want to examine those things. Whereas I didn't necessarily want to, but I knew I had to because it wasn't going away. Um, And, you know, it's, it's a process. It's not something that you meet you meet with the therapist one time and you're like, I know exactly what I need to do because (laughs) then something else happens and you're like, fuck, like I did it again or I don't know how to deal with this. Like, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's, it's a progression and, you know, we have, we've maintained that relationship and I go to her when I need her now, you know, it's, it's not an every week thing. Um, but if I needed to, I know I could do that. Um, I really feel like she helped me understand um, why I was going through the range of emotions and feelings I was at that time. You know, just my brain chemistry is all out of whack. Um, And also I had a lot of like stressors and, you know, I was living with someone who was still drinking and (laughs) like that, that was a challenge too. But, you know, as, as my, um, progress in therapy went on. I started gaining more self-esteem, more confidence, started doing things that were healthy for myself and made me feel good about myself. And eventually like, um, you attract that stuff, you know, you attract good things when you are doing what's right for you. And, um, you know, I also had to set some boundaries, which I suck at still. Um, but the boundaries I set really changed the course of my whole life. You know, I, I set a boundary with my then boyfriend that I can't be with you if you're going to continue behaving this way, drinking this way. And I'm okay with that. And, um, you know, he made the choice to hop on board and be supportive and, and that's great. And I know that's not the reality that a lot of people will, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. experience, you know, I'm very fortunate that that was my outcome. Um, but I had to be prepared to walk away from that if, you know, for my own like health, you know, my own mental health, my physical health, I had to be able to do what was right for me. And therapy helped me get to a point where I wasn't terrified of doing that. I was, um, you know, and I talked it through. Uh, so I, I'm all for therapy, honestly. And I know Mm -hmm. that there are some people I've seen who use it as a crutch, you know, like, like they hold on to therapy a little too long. Um, but my therapist, she, she'll say, you know, 
I I don't think you need to schedule with me every week. Why don't we go yeah. a few weeks out? You know, why don't we like, I'll see you like once a month if you need it. And then eventually and that's, it's like, that's call me when you need me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it, and, and, um, my mom, she's a therapist, funny enough. And yeah. her, her whole thing is like, I don't want to be seeing you every day. That means I'm not doing my job very well. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not helping you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I want to get you to a place where you can take on the world yourself and then you can come back as needed. And, and I think that's like the healthy way of doing it. Um, yeah, which brings me to the, you know, the idea that, you know, everybody, uh, you know, and a, we, we have this concept of sponsorship and, um, and everybody will kind of treat that sometimes like it is uh, in some sort of therapy or some people even like think that they're being more therapists in that way where they're very delusional mm-hmm. in that regard. And so, um, you know, what I really like is, you know, um, that there is a, a, a differentiation, you know, there's, uh, like I, I love the idea that, you know, we are fellow travelers on the path and that we are working together and that, you know, we get support that way. What I really don't like to see is the, uh, um, the the hierarchy that it gets established like that with with AA and you know so that um, that's why I really loved ACA ACA was really re, uh, really leveling they actually have a, uh, a, a not only do they have a chapter specifically on sponsorship but they also have the varying ways in which people sponsor each other in ACA and on top of that they also have a chapter on finding a therapist right like hmm. you know as a uh, as a recovering person here's what you should be looking for right like this you know and then giving you some really good guides of like um i wish you, i had it open here but it's like they had uh like you know you're actually in that first you know process of finding a professional you're actually interviewing them it's not like you know it's yeah. not like you just go and pick one and that's going to be it you actually have the right to go choose a different sponsor you mm-hmm. uh, you're interviewing them to a certain degree about like you may you may not know all these other things, but you should really be inquiring with them. What is their average client base like? Who what are they about? Again, do they do all their clients take drugs? <laughs> like you know, it's like that's kind of a you know one of those things that if that's important to you, you should be asking those questions. That's why I loved the way that uh, ACA really incorporated that stuff right and about how to like how to talk to a professional because you mm-hmm. are who you are. And then ACA, it was, you know, I mean, AA, it's like really more about like, yeah, you know, we know only a little. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's that, you know, that's their admission, right? Um, but which is so true. But, you know, so I I think, you know, there is a, a big difference between a sponsor and a, um, and, and a therapist. You know, a therapist is somebody who's gone to school, they're qualified, they, you know, they have degrees, they, they keep up with their industry, they keep up on the knowledge, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, AA, on the other hand, you know, this, your sponsors that help you work the 12 step program in the same way that they were, you know, brought through it. They're, they're, they're not there for the professional help. They're not life managers. They're not life coaches. They don't have, you know, degrees in this manner. You know, they're not financial consultants. They're like none of these things. And if that's what you're walking into as a, a person in recovery, and every time you talk to your, um, you know, uh, sponsor, they're giving you other related advice. You know, do yourself a favor and go to them for the 12 step recovery related advice and not the other stuff. Right. Cause 
there are other professionals out there for you. There's financial planners, there's financial consultants, there's uh, CPAs, there's like, you know what I mean? There's lawyers, attorneys, exactly what they talked about at the beginning of this stuff. And, and most of these people, um, get paid for what they do, you know, <laughs> just as a FYI, you know, Oh, which reminds me. Um, so, uh, it, because we're talking about seeking professional help, there's many a times, uh, that I have, uh, you know, been with, um, somebody and they don't have the financial assistance and they do not have uh uh you know that ability uh or insurance and those types of things so i always refer people to to 211.org uh and not only that it's national in the united states and i don't know if there's like you know, people that are listening in canada you know ireland england australia wherever um you may have a similar uh service but here it's uh 211.org and there is, um, you know, mental health services. There is, uh, as, as far as 211 is concerned, they can also um, get you some food services or help paying your bills if necessary. They can get you transportation to medical appointments. Uh, they can help you with uh, finding, uh, again, substance abuse, uh, you know, services and those types of things. So, and because it is 211.org, and I know you're listening on the internet right now, you don't have, you have no <laughs> excuse. And then the other thing is you're probably listening on a phone, so you can actually just call two one one, and it's basically it's a it's a nationwide service just like nine one one, and they they will also refer you to, uh, you know people where you can go to as well just by on the phone. So at this point, you have no excuse, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Eat that shit. So visit like you know two one one dot org and. Uh, uh, and and happy happy hunting for your mental health there, I, you know, I think it's important that we at least promote some service with this chapter. <laughs> just, yeah, just absolutely. So, um, where are you at now with your with your therapist or therapy or like? Do you like you just go like once a month or just whenever you need to? What, what's the deal? Right now, it's just whenever I need to. Um, I just said literally on Friday, I was like, I need to go. <laughs> back to therapy you know um it's just a stressful time in my life and the change of seasons like fucks with me so you know it's just time for me to go go uh, pay her a visit and um it's just nice because I found someone who I trust and someone who knows me and kind of knows my whole background um, yeah, I'd say do not lose that person. She'd known you since you were 14. I know. I'm like, you yeah, can you... never retire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will come visit you in the yeah, nursing exactly. home. Exactly. But, you know, I it wasn't always that way. Um, I, I had to try out a couple therapists before I found her. And um, you just know if they're not going to work out. You know, it's it's like, thank you for your time. I won't yeah. see you later. You know, like not <laughs> Isn't everyone's that strange gonna, though. I just think it's, that's so strange that you go like, yeah, like somebody's got like this professional help. You'd be like, I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> like, yeah. I just There's think, not a good vibe here. Yeah. Yeah. Is that just strange? I think that's just strange. Yeah. But you I know, think people need to know that your first pick doesn't have to be your last one. You know, you, you figure out who you can trust and who, or who you're willing to let in a little bit, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and and everyone's got, you know, their own style of of doing what they do. And um, Yes, some of them like more foreplay, you know, it's just how it works. 
<laughs> Don't say that. That's Some of them just like to get right in and just go right to town. You know, they're all, uh, they like to dig in, if you know what I'm saying. Face first. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, so I know I'm a terrible person. So, uh, so, um, yeah, you know, I was recently, I was going to, uh, make the call to, to therapist again. Cause you know, I was told the same thing, like, come back whenever you need to. It's not like, basically he was saying like, you're doing way more than I could ever bring you to. Like you're, you know, doing the ACA and really digging in and, you know, and walking through all that stuff. It was like, he was like, I don't know what else I could do for you. Like I talked to you once a month, By the time he's like, by the time he talked to me, it was like, I was already like, you know, pushing on others, reading all these other books and figuring out, you know, I was telling him what complex PTSD was, you know, it's like, it, you know, it was just, it was just really strange. Like he was like, well, he was like, what do you say? At one point he was like, he's like, well, at this point, you know more than I do. And I was just like, damn it. Right. But I really did like the dude in a, in a lot of different ways because he really did help me. There's a, like a lot of blind spots that I have that he was definitely seeing. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then more recently with my, with my job loss, I really, I needed to like, I, you know, I felt like I, I, that played a mental game on me for a while that I felt like I needed to, to check heads, you know, with. And so I have some residual stuff left over from all that too and yeah i don't know maybe i'll deal with it in terms of you know as time goes on but i thought uh, definitely i got i had to give him a call so that was like one of the things that i i'd plan to do for the future so maybe this episode's a good reminder of that maybe this is like one of those spiritual things <laughs> so Kyle, um go back to therapy yeah. <laughs> come back come back so um so what Anything more to offer on this topic? I think that we, 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 I mean, I mean, there's other things like relating to like, you know, that we didn't talk about, uh, taking an abuse for instance, or, you know, uh, medically assisted, uh, you know, detox and, you know, there's all these other things that are kind of all part of it. And, you know, and again, I guess it goes to our caller, Todd, thanks Todd. Uh, <laughs> but it really is an individualized thing and you, and you do, you know, you can get, I would recommend to anybody who's going to detox first and foremost that you go to your doctor, that you talk to them about, you know, your habits, you be honest, like what you've been doing, um, you know, get, get medically assisted detox period. Even if you think that like, ah, I've just been a, a nominal drinker, right? Because it can be dangerous and it can be, um, it, it can be hazardous basically at that point. So, um, so that you want to be supervised when you're going through that stuff and you do want to be, uh, uh, let's just say, uh, you you want to be brought down easy and not have a crash landing. Let's just say that much. So uh, I would recommend uh, for anybody who's thinking about quitting or stopping, uh, um, you know, to to go through that process. Wouldn't you say so, Chelsea? Absolutely. In your own personal opinion. Absolutely. Don't do what I did and just you know white knuckle yeah. it until you you know because that that's dangerous. It really is. Yeah. You can die. You can die from it. Like. Um, Fortunately, I haven't been a witness to, um, anything like that, but you know, usually we're in the, we're in the business of helping people avoid that. So, um, it's, you know, you're going to have to try and find what works for you, but if you don't know where to start, a doctor is a good place to go because they can give you referrals. They can, um, you know, give you medication if needed to help you, 
withdraw or prevent cravings, you know, whatnot, um, or prevent relapse. Uh, you know, there's options like that, but you know, do all the things, you know, why not yeah, do all try, the things? <laughs> why not try each thing? You know, um, you may be surprised that you love therapy or you may be surprised that, um, you know, you've suffered from anxiety your whole life, but you didn't realize you were self-medicating. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, and then AA, of course, like you're never, you can hear all about AA, but until you go and experience it, you know, not just one meeting, but maybe different meetings, how are you going to say that you, you know, you don't like it? Um, you could do that with anything that's healthy for your recovery. Yeah. And that involves like, you know, smart refuge, you know, whatever it Mm -hmm. is that you feel, um, you know, smart recovery or refuge recovery, whatever it is that you feel that is going to, to do the thing for you. You know, it's like, uh, I, you know, I considered smart because of the, the, the whole, um, you know, the God aspect in A, which I did not, I didn't, I didn't ever want to tackle that mess ever again. I just thought, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I consider there were no local meetings in my area that didn't meet. They like, I don't know, maybe they had met at one point and stopped meeting. I called around, blah, blah, blah. So I just kind of gave up. Right. But, um, but you know, if you, if you now today's Jesus, like there's zoom meetings everywhere for this stuff. So you're bound to find Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's kind of where, um, I was willing to do just about anything. And that involved going back to AA and sitting in the rooms and, you know, hearing all the same stuff again that I absolutely did not want to do. But I, I also (laughs) just wanted to be sober. Like I just, I didn't know how else to do it, you know? So I was like, okay, whatever. And just like, you i didn't i felt like i didn't have the luxury like i had a family that i had to support i had work that i had to continue i couldn't take that time off but at the same rate it's like i was also afraid to go into treatment i did i was deathly afraid to do that Mm -hmm. and um and so part of it and i did detox on my own and i do not recommend it i you know i was having hallucinations and audio hallucinations as well i had had like a black demon wake me up in my sleep and shit it's just fucking just freaky shit um and and i i it took me a long time to kind of adjust and 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 again not be able to sleep and all those other types of things that were going on um but yeah i wouldn't not i would not recommend doing that in in that way but um i don't know what i was going to say but other than that um you know seek help ask for help receive the help and yeah try it all (laughs) yeah honestly like it's so like I felt like such an idiot for waiting as long as I did to get the help, you know, Mm -hmm. it just, and like even asking for my sponsor to be my sponsor, I was like, damn it. Like, why did I wait an entire year in misery when I could have had someone to confide in someone to talk to, you know, why did I put myself through that? You know, I just made it harder on myself. And so I would, you know, it's called help for a reason, right? They're helping you. (laughs) Like, honestly, don't make it harder on yourself. You're already like trying to fight a really hard battle. So, you know, ask for help, accept help. Um, Don't be too good for it because I'm not above it, you know, (laughs) at all. Well said. Absolutely well said. I think, you know, I, I couldn't say it better, so I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, 
I mean, again, nobody, nobody would want to do this thing if we were all just sitting around all staunchy and not, not having jokes and not having a few good laughs about it. But uh, at the same rate, it is very serious. Uh, you know, we, we joke a lot on the show and we definitely, um, you know, uh, we're, we're light, lighthearted with it. And, and I do appreciate that, you know, um, that's the power of laughter really brings you up to a whole different level. But again, this is very serious stuff. Um, you know, I always thought that I was, uh, um, I was only hurting myself. So why should I bother extending and, and, if, mm-hmm. and, and when I, the, the, the difference was, is when I got sober and, um, and then when I saw other people around me healing that I thought were not impacted by my actions, right? You know, I was only hurting myself, don't you know? But how come when I got sober and I started to heal, then I saw them healing? Do you see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's yeah. like, so I really wasn't just impacting, you know, just little old me, you know, my, my family. Hell, even my own dogs were were involved in that mm-hmm. process, you know? Uh, and, and that's how when I see that stuff today, I know that it does matter, and and I know that if you're out there actively using, you are hurting other people. You do need help. Accept it. Receive it. See, here again, I'm just trying to say exactly what you said, but you said it <laughs> more succinct. I brought dogs into it, you know, and made it all about me again. God damn it. <laughs> all right chelsea i think that's it i think we're done i think we're out of here i think i don't know unless unless you got more to offer you got more to offer no i would just say join sober pod live which is our group on facebook Go look at to- you going right into the pitches <laughs> bam bam bitches she got you now go to <laughs> <laughs> facebook.com slash group slash sober pod and you can see bang and bod phil on there who does his exercises i believe every saturday morning um we've got um, some people posting inspirational quotes and you know it's a good place to go just if you if you want support or if you want to see something funny don't forget you you, you can see mike uh, on our stream constantly posting stuff about yelling at people all the time Mm -hmm. he's like he's running around like this like he's got a lot of energy man but man he's just like he's just yelling at people i just tell him to stop yelling at people because they're they're gonna stop he's motivational you know he's He's, gotta yell it he does, man. He's got that motivation. He's got that, you know. He's also got that. He's got a really good spiel, right? You know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's just really, he's just really out there pumping it. So you can go there to see that stuff. Also, don't forget about um, uh, our our SOS meetings, which you know, again, yes. V. You know, I didn't make it uh, yesterday's because I has you know had the the I had a I had a function. I had a work reunion that I was going to. Uh, that's a whole another story for. I could do a whole episode. <laughs> On just work going to a going to a uh, an old work uh, where we all worked a reunion for that stuff. It was again. This is this is where I would uh, this is where I would be. I treated it like a cruise ship when I quit, and then because uh, I start drinking at like ten o'clock in the afternoon, and like you know what I mean. And then and I'd be like just drunk as fuck, like walking by, just unplugging people's computers and shit, and being like, "Oh my bad." <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, there they are, like you know, two hours of work just going down the tubes and stuff, and there I'm just running around like it's a, like like I'm in high school, man. It was just terrible, just terrible stuff. So, uh, so you can imagine how much humility I had to have sitting in a room, of of, of the, those types of people. Um, I thought I'd get business cards uh, with pre-printed apologies 
or like a, a men's cards or something like you know yeah, yeah <laughs> okay. i know i was an asshole please forgive me you know or something i just thought, <laughs> I, thought that'd be I want one of those cards yeah. to hand out <laughs> <laughs> so um so I don't know what was I was gonna say. Oh, oh, the SOS, SOS. meeting. So I didn't make it to the S. I didn't make the SOS meeting. But V in in her posse. I mean, it is so freaking awesome. It's so warm. It is like I just said, like in the last podcast. It was like, it was just so homey. Like so, I hope that other people made it there on Saturday. If you did make it there, awesome. Thank you very much for supporting V in her efforts and endeavors because it's just it's sweet. I love seeing stuff like that that has that super homegrown feeling and it just like kind of grows on its own so she's really carrying that torch for that thing and i really love it um what else oh uh i'm gonna start knocking off sooner than later all the old podcasts and turning those into subscription episodes so you're gonna need a subscription to listen to those things i'm telling you all right now if you've ever thought i need to binge sober pod you better start now (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> for every one that we put up for the free starting at this point, one is going to go into the subscription uh, uh, payment. How does that sound? That just has like to happen. We, we need to we need to pay the bills here, yo. And uh, if you haven't noticed, there are no advertisers on this on this episode. Just saying, mm, mm-hmm. we get we get we get advertisers. I'll start releasing somebody. I'll I'll take these these episodes and, and not hold them hostage. How does that? Take the handcuffs off. <laughs> take the <laughs> You're free to go. You're free to go. You you've been paid you've been paid to leave. Yeah, so um so I think that that's what we'll do. Plus, you know, some of that stuff is kind of old. It's outdated a yeah. little bit, you know. So if you really want it, you can, you know, you can pay for it, I guess. Um other than that, that's that's all we Oh, you got one more? We are a part of the FIRE Network, the Friends in Recovery Enterprises. Um, So we're just looking for, well, why don't you explain it, Carl? You're better at explaining it. We are looking for people who are uh, uh, content creators in recovery, who if you are doing a, I don't care if it's like a magazine, I don't care if it's a blog, I don't care if it's an app, another podcast, a video podcast, or, you know, whatever it is, what do they used to call them? Video podcast? Vlog vlogs yeah so if you got something like that that you do like every day i don't know so i used to there was a dude that was for a while doing like uh um like a daily reflections kind of a thing so he just mm-hmm. record his daily reflections or whatever just do like a little five minute short whatever whatever it is if it's recovery related and you are creating it yourself and you have the rights to this information um or to this content then please we want you to be a part of the network because really we want to just start supporting each other we want to kind of create more of a group or conglomerate of those things and then uh we can maybe start sharing resources or helping each other in terms of content you know appearing on each other's stuff whatever it may be that's what we would like to get going but first we got to know about you we got to know that you exist got to know that you're alive and then you can be part of that fire uh network which by the way um uh the fire network is basically uh it's non-profit so they're starting to do that as well so you'd be kind of joining like a non-profit uh, um, environment so that's part of that process as well it's kind of a cool deal just want you to get on on board and and help out just like we're all doing right be of service motherfucker is that too harsh <laughs> no <laughs> sounds right. about right that that's all that i got thank you for for giving me the the conch <laughs> <laughs> um 
I guess we're done. Yeah. I guess we're done. Is that it? That's it. What what did, what do we say when when we're when we're done? Well, I say deuces. And I say I got to come up with something to say. I like stay active, stay sober. The first thing I kind of wrote for Silver Pod, but this doesn't sound You know what I mean? You got you got a cool thing. I got <laughs> I got old guy shit, you know? <laughs> I got to stay active, stay sober, looking stay around. Write you know, in. Tell us what Carl got, should say cool at the shit. end of the episodes. <laughs> yeah. some. Hey, what are you young motherfuckers? <laughs> I want a voice message. I want people to actually, I'll just play that, right? I'll put that in like a little sound thing. And so you got, whatever it is, we'll pick something cool. And then I could just play that instead of me actually saying something. That would be kind of cool. I could have like a little soundboard of people, you know? Got to sound cool, though. Can't be all this, like, old guy shit. Just say. All right, that's it. Stay active. Stay sober. See you.